בוקר אור רבותיי. All right, uh, Rabotai. <coughs> Boker Orem Evorach. Welcome. <coughs> it's Wednesday. And uh, that's the time that we've earmarked at 10.15 a.m. <coughs> of our uh, virtual platforms, remote learning of our Zoom and our iTorah network. To study uh, the Tehillim. <clears throat> this is a project that we began a few months ago uh, at the behest of our good friend Dr. Rafi Meddeb, Ishmerer Wa'el, and uh, we've committed ourselves to study uh, these lessons in Tehillim in memory of his beloved mother, the Tzadeket, Le'a Lili Bat Virgine. <laughs> we do one uh, chapter a week. That's the, uh, the quota. Again, we try to uh, get some uh, lessons out of the chapter so we can remember it. We try to get a, a theme, if possible, uh, as well. <laughs> Today, we're up to chapter Yudbet. Now, Tehillim Yudbet, uh, is going to sound familiar to you, Rabotai. Baruch Hashem, we've had a lot of siyat in the shiur. A chapter you'd bet, many of our members will remember it, that we just read it on Shemini Atzeret. It's the Mizmor of Shemini Atzeret. It's the last holiday. Uh, today is Wednesday. Shemini Atzeret was this week. It was on uh, Shabbat and Sunday. So Baruch Hashem, siyat in the same week, that this was the mizmor of the uh, of the holiday, we reach it in our Tehillim, Lam Naseyach ala Sheminit, Mizmor de David. So there you go. Lam Naseyach ala Sheminit, and the reference would be, uh, according to that, the eighth day of Sukkot. Now again, Rashi will tell us, Sheminit is referring to a certain instrument that has eight strings on it, and Lam Naseyach would be the conductor, that this music was given to him in order to play it. But let's just go according to the theme that this is the Shemini Atzeret Mizmor for a second. Now we know what happens on Shemini Atzeret, at least in the reading of the Torah. We read Parashat Bezot Beracha, and we read about the demise of Moshe Rabbeinu Shalom. And the Haftarah, at least on Simchat Torah, is the Haftarah of Yoshua Ben-Nun, taking over the reins from Moshe Rabbeinu left off. And therefore the Pasuk uh, would then say, Hoshia Adonai ki gamar Hasid. The Hasid is Moshe Rabbein. Hoshia Hashem. This is Yoshua talking, Kilu. Uh, and B'nai Israel talking. Please God, give us uh, salvation. Ki uh, gamar Hasid. We lost the Hasid. Moshe Rabbeinu is considered the uh, Hasidah Kaddisha. And therefore we read that Mizmor uh, on that day. I'll just get words first. Fasu would come from the Mila Ephes. Ephes, Fasu, Ephes, nothing. Kifasu Emunim. There's no more uh, trustworthy people. Adam. You know, nobody can't find an honest man uh, in the street anymore. Fasu Emunim Adam. No boy. Ephes. How many people are honest today? Ephes. Fasu Emunim. <clears throat> and based on the context that we're learning it now, uh, we know that one of the reasons why Moshe Rabbeinu Shalom did not go into Eretz Israel and had to die in the Midbar is because uh, Dora Midbar, uh, they lacked the Imunah 
to believe that God could take us into Eris Israel. Let's go back to the story of the Miragelim. And since they questioned uh, if God could even win a war against all these kings in Eris Israel, so they complained, they had no imunah, and as a result, they died in the Midbar. And the Hachamim come and tell us that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to escort Dor HaMidbar into Eris Israel. So therefore, he had to be buried in Hutzla'aris. So therefore, the explanation would be, Kifasu imunim ibn Adam, there was no Ba'ale imunah, meaning Dor HaMidbar. And therefore, they had to die in the Midbar. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu was Gamar Hasid. The Hasid had to be Nigmar in the Midbar so he could escort them back uh, to take them back into Eris Israel. Now, if that's the case, uh, we can now understand some other pesukim in the chapter. Shab yidaberu ish etreehu. Shab yidaberu. The people are speaking to each other. Shab. Shab is lies, uh, wasteful words, words that are not true. Sefat halakot. Sefat halakot means uh, split words. That the people are speaking to one another. What is this referring to? Well, again, in the context that we're learning today, uh, again, at least in the beginning of the shir, or just to get a simple shot, it can be referring to the sin of the Miragelim. You have to remember, the Miragelim, they're the ones that came in and they gave the bad report about Eretz Israel, which eventually would cause them to die, which eventually would cause Moshe Rabbeinu would have to die with them in the Midbar. So therefore, it's very appropriate to mention the Chet HaMiragilim over here at this point. And the, uh, the David HaMelech is telling us they spoke what's called Sifat Halakot. I know the tongue is not split. How, how do you have a split tongue, Sifat Halakot? The explanation is uh, when the Miragilim came in, if you remember, they started very cleverly uh, to speak good about Eris Israel, to get the attention of, of the people. They said, oh, we went in, and, you know, all the wonderful things that they saw, and there's the fruit, and this is all the, you know, the, the great things. And then they came along, uh, and uh, after that, they said, Ephes, and they gave, all of a sudden, that was a lead into the, uh, a segue into the Lachonana. So therefore, that's Sfat Halakot. They used the tongue, uh, they split it, and they spoke half good, but it was uh, with Kabbalah, to speak bad about Eris Israel. So that's a remnant. So therefore, the Pasuk says, Yechret Hashem Kosefte Halakot. That's what happened to them. Yechret. Kartu. They got cut off. They got cut off. Sefte Halakot. That's Dora Midbar. That accepted the Lashon Ara of the Miragelim. Lashon Midaberet Gedolot. And we all know that uh, it was even more, we learned in the Gemara Sotab that actually their tongues uh, had a disease. They actually extended out of their out of their mouths and went all the way down to their uh, to their belly buttons. And uh, there was worms coming out of their mouth. I don't want to. I know some of our members didn't have breakfast yet. I don't want to. You know, Hasbro Shalom uh, lose the appetite. But nonetheless, it happened. Hashem So that would be the one interpretation that we read it on. Uh, on, on the holiday. However, there is a deeper explanation of this pedic. There is an old tradition as brought down by some of the Mefarshim that um, this pedic is read on the eighth day of a Brit Milah. Some communities have that custom that at a Brit Milah, they read Lam Nasayah ala Sheminit, Mizmola David, Sheminit meaning the eighth day of the Brit Milah. Uh, again, I don't think this is a coincidence, but Baruch Hashem this week, on Shemini Hag Atzeret, uh, was born to us a baby grandson. So Baruch Hashem, this Shabbat, in a few days, we have a Brit Milah. So look at that. Mina Shamayim, we hit Shemini Atzeret, where the baby was born. And we have also Tenyan of Shemini, and Beyom Shemini Yemot Besar Ornato. And this chapter over here obviously is talking about the Tenyan of the Brit Milah, because Islam Nasayah, Allah Shemini Bismole David. But my, my, uh, my observation was that 
the majority of the chapter, it's not talking about anything about Brit Milah, except the first line on the Salah Sheminit. I would figure that Vila would give us the sword of Brit Milah, the sword of, of the circumcision, the sword of Shemirat Berit. But instead, to my surprise, he spends most of the chapter, and it's not a big chapter at all, it's only nine Pesukim, most of the chapter is talking about sins of speech. The Isur of Lashonara. I mean, the Pasuk says, These are all sins of speech. Asher Ameru, the people said, We will, uh, we will use our uh, tongues to fight. Who are they fighting? Me Adon Nanu. Who is God? They use their, their tongues in order to fight a Kadush Baruch Hu. So my question then was, what indeed is the connection between uh, our chapter, which is the chapter of Brit Milah, but we see over here the Inyan of the Brit Lashon. So Rabotai, I think David Amelik over here was giving us a great secret. And this is a very, very important concept. We'd like to reveal it today. Some of these ideas I heard once from Rabbi Moshe Shapira, the great Sadiq, the great scholar and philosopher of our generation. And he based it on things that he saw from the great rabbi called Maharal. The rabbi clarified something that I was not aware of. You know, when we refer to the evil inclination, the evil inclination is referred to as yetzer. Yetzer. What, is that, what does that word yetzer mean? I mean, yetzer literally means to create, litzor, uh, to create a form, uh, to construct, litzor. Now, I wouldn't have called it, if you would have asked me, you know, to pick 20 names to call the evil inclination. I have a lot of not nice names that I would have called the evil inclination. I would not have called them the yetzer, the constructor, the one that forms. I would have called them uh, the choshek, the the mit'aveh, you know, the one who desires, the one that uh, craves, uh, the one that has uh, 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 certain uh, uh, leanings, and uh, has certain uh, 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 wills, ratzon. But I don't know if I would have used the word uh, yetzer. But the Maharal comes along and he explains it in the following way. He said, there are two areas uh, in people's life where the yetzer is most prominent, where the yetzer is most pronounced. Where do the people struggle with the most? So he comes along and he says, it's in, it's in two areas. It's in the eyes, which we call shemirat the watching of the eyes. And he says, shemirat shemirat watching what comes out of a person's mouth. That's where, if you want to, you know, the struggles of people, of man, where does he, where does he fight? Where does he have his battles? Where does he have his uh, 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 issues with the Yetzirah? In those two areas. So he says, interestingly, that when you look at something, when you see something, what exactly takes place? You are uh, seeing a tzura. You are now uh, have an image in your mind. You now have a construct. You know, when your eyes are closed, you don't have any image. You don't have anything in front of you. It's the eyes that are the first view of what the surah of things are, what the form of things are. That's how we have an understanding of what uh, 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 things are supposed to look like, or what, what things are supposed to be shaped like. It starts with our eyes. So the eyes are a place of construct, a place of yetzer. Our view, our understanding of what the world should look like, uh, we construct it through our eyes. So that's an area where the yetzer is. The way we see the world, through the eyes that we see the world, and what we see, that's going to affect our, our view, that creates our, 
our shape of the world, our worldview, world vision. But there's another area of the body uh, that uh, also constructs, and that's speech, what we say. You know, if a person uh, wants to tell a story, so basically you take a bunch of words together and all of a sudden you form them in a proper way, you know, sentences, etc. And all of a sudden the words themselves take on a, an image. You're able to portray things through dibur. Uh, actually, the word dibur, the root word of dibur, which is speech, comes from the word davar. You know, davar is an object. You know, is two ways that you can uh, 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 relate to an object. Either I could see it. Well, as they say, a picture speaks a thousand words. I could see it and if I have the tzura in my mind. Or if I don't see it, but I could explain it to you. And I could verbalize it. It's uh, big and it's wide and it's green and it's soft and it has uh, this type of texture. And all of a sudden, through different words, I give the uh, listener a tzura to what I'm trying to communicate. So therefore, the Maral says, that's why we call the Yetzir Yetzir, because he specifically uh, hovers or lives uh, in those two areas where we create uh, a Yitzur, we create a form to things. And that is in the eye, what we see, and of course in the speech, the way we communicate. And it should be noted that uh, we have a law, interesting law. The law says that if somebody has an Ebed, Ebed Kena'ani, the Ebed Kena'ani is a slave. I know we don't have slaves today, but it's not politically correct to have slaves. I'm, I'm well aware Abraham Lincoln, the 16th president, uh, freed the slaves, okay? Nonetheless, uh, there is a law in the olden days that if a person would have an Ebed Kena'ani, Ham, descendants of Ham, so he goes out, he goes free if he gets wounded in two areas. Shen Ba'ayin means if the uh, master hits him in his tooth and his teeth falls out, his teeth fall out, or hits him in the eye, and causes a damage. Like the Gemara Berachot says, it's interesting that it chooses those two, those two areas. And uh, Rabbi Shapira explains that if you want to know what two areas the people are subjugated by, the two areas that one people are controlled by, if you want to know the areas of life that we're avadim, we don't have control. Uh, it controls us. Shen ve'ayin. Those are the two areas. Uh, people uh, 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 say things uh, out of their uh, control. Of course, they have control, but they, they yield control to the yesed. And because it's such a big ta'aba, and of course, shemina ta'inayim, what comes in through their eyes. And therefore, the Shapira writes that the ebed is defined by shen ve'ayin. Because that's where the Avdut is. And when we say, Ebed which is he leaves Avdut once he masters Shen Ve'ayin. That's the sword of that Gemara. Ebed That if a person wants to call himself a free man, a person wants to call himself, you know, Ben Horim, you're not free until you're able to extricate yourself from the uh, confines of Shen Ve'ayin, of, of what the Ayin absorbs and what comes out. It's interesting. It's two directions. The ayin takes in and the pair comes out. So it's a two-way, it's a two-way street. Once one has full mastery over those two areas, so then already we could say Yatsa. He's already Yotzeh And interestingly enough, who was the first Ebed Kanani? Uh, first Ebed Kanani. The first Ebed Kanani is not from the south. The first Ebed Kanani actually is written in the Torah. We'll read about him soon in Parashat uh, Noah, in the Parashat Noah. So you remember uh, Ham. He went uh, after the flood was over. 
or Kenaan, whoever it was. The point is, uh, abused his father, Noah. And what does the uh, Pasuk say? The Pasuk says that the sin, the sin of Ham was what? Vayar, Vayar Ham, Vayaged Le'ehav. Vayar, Vayaged. That's the source of Ebed. There was a pigima, there was a, uh, a weakness in the Vayar of Ham and in the Vayaged. And then he uttered what he saw to his brothers. Of course, his brothers were shocked. They went in and they, they covered Noah up. But Vayar, Vayaged, that becomes the weakness of all Abadim then throughout history. And you don't have to be an Ebed Kanani or a descendant of Ham to have that weakness. That becomes the source of, of all Avdut. And as a matter of fact, uh, that those two items, incidentally, uh, were actually the first two sins of the of the Torah that the Torah talks about it as generational sins. Let's go back to the first two <coughs> generations that the Torah talks about, which is Dor Hamabul. Dor Hamabul is the generation of Noah. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, Rabotai, but Noah will be in a couple of weeks before you know it next week. <coughs> what were the two sins of those generations? Dor Hamabul, its primary sin was Marayot, in immorality. Uh, they went after their eyes. They went after their, their eyes. That was the... Now, of course, the Enayim, the of course, lead to the Pegam of the Brit, of course, because that's that, that's the uh, the entry. It doesn't start with the Pegam of Brit. It starts with the, the eyes and ties, and then the Pegam comes, you know, to the to, to the Brit. But that's what happened in Dora Mabul. Dora Mabul, the Pegam was in the Ainayim. Interestingly enough, if you notice, you, you'll see the word Vayar many times in Parashat Noah. Uh, Vayar Hashem kira'at rabata adam, Vayar. Venoah matzahin be'ene Hashem. There's a yan of the re'iyah. Boreolam is saying, Noah, your re'iyah was okay. Your re'iyah was, but the pegam of the, so that's the first, and that's what God says when he sees the generation of the Buddha, he says, Ki yetzer leva adam ra. Yetzer, that yetzer, they can't control themselves, and therefore God had to destroy uh, uh, the world. Dor uh, ha-palaga, on the other hand, what was their sin? Bidibur. Remember the Pasuk comes along and says, uh, this is, They spoke one language. And as a result, they used their language to communicate. And that led them to build this uh, Tower of uh, Babel, uh, the Tower of Babel, which some say the United Nations is the Tower of Babel. But nonetheless, a lot of Babel comes out of that building. But nonetheless, the point is, that uh, 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 they use their speech in order, to, and then w- what was the tikkun for them? Borealam switched the dibura, so they couldn't communicate. They used their uh, speech to create a surah to fight Hashem. Uh, so therefore, interestingly enough, the two first sins, that's what I was telling you right from the get-go, the two major sins that you're going to struggle with, Dora Mabud and Dora Palaga. Dora Mabud, Zeha Enaim, and Dora Palaga is already the uh, inyan of uh, Dibur. Oh, so the, uh, the Rab goes on to say, and I've got a paraphrase in Abutai, if you get a hold of uh, the shmuz that the Rab gave, of course it's uh, much, uh, much clearer, much better. Uh, I'm just giving you the way I understood it and heard it over the Tamsit Hadibarim, just to connect it to the Nyan of the Pedic that, that we're trying to learn. Although they're fascinating concepts, Be'emet, uh, really, Kedai, uh, to, to delve into these things. So, uh, the Rav quotes Sefer Yitzirah. Sefer Yitzirah is a book that's Miyuhasta Avram Abinu. I remember the first time I came across uh, Sefer Yitzirah, I was in Yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael. Must have been uh, 1986. And uh, we used to have a, a book affair. And every once in a while, a guy would come with books to the yeshiva, Sefarim, and then put them on a table, and you look through them and you purchase them. <clears throat> and I remember I saw this book called Sefer Yitzirah. Whoa, I never heard of this book of Sefer Yitzirah. And uh, I opened it up, and it says, you know, author, Avraham Abinu. Whoa, Avraham 
you have a book that Abraham Avinu wrote. I, I, I thought that was uh, the only book that impressed me more was the book that's called Naziel HaMalach that was actually written by Adam Rishon. I'm amazed that we have uh, we have books that were written by such uh, you know Kadmonim. So that's not a Rishon, by the way. That's a that's that's more than a Rishon. It's a Kadmon. Know what you call it? Anyway, just one second, Adam Botai. I'm here alone, so I have to do my own producing today. Anyway, Rabotai, what happens is, is that in Sefer Yitzirah at the end, at some point it says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made two covenants with Avraham Abinu. Karat imo Two covenants. And here's where we get into the chapter now. The first covenant he made with Avraham Abinu, Allah Shalom, was the Brit that it says, Karat Oto Brit Ben Esir Esbeotav. A covenant that he made between his ten, his ten fingers of his hands, and that is called Brit Alashon. The Brit Alashon. Interesting, I don't know why Brit Alashon has to be made between his, his ten fingers. I would have made Brit Alashon on his tongue, but Zevin says, Brit Alashon is between his ten fingers of his hands. And the second covenant was done, Brit Ma'or, the Brit Mila. Shubo Karat and Kadosh Baruch Hu ben Eser Ragle Etzpeotav, between his ten toes of his feet. Again, put that on the side for a second. But Abraham Abinu, there was two covenants. I think the first time we see this, God made a covenant called Brit Lashon and Brit Ma'or. Brit Alashon is the covenant of speech and covenant of Brit Milah, which we know, that's Abraham Abinu. So already the Botai, you start to see that there's a connection between these two. What are these two uh, uh, covenants, Brit Alashon and Brit Ma'or, the, Brit of, uh, the covenant of Brit Milah? <clears throat> Explanation is, is that Abraham Abinu kept the Torah before it was given, as we know. How do we know it? It's a Bifirush Pasuk in the Torah. You don't have to have Kabbalah for this. The Pasuk says, Ekev Asher Shama Abraham Bekoli, Vayishmor Mishmarti Mitzvotai, Hukotai Betorotai. Kiyem Abraham Abinu with Kola Torah. Not only the Torah Shibichtab, but Torotai. Torah Shibichtab, Torah Shibalbe. The Gemara says, Kiyem Abraham Abinu, Eruf Tavshirin. He kept. He kept everything, Abraham Abinu. He was a, a Torah man. So that means the Brit Lashon that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made with Abraham Abinu was that his Lashon is a Lashon of Torah. It's not a Lashon of Sheker or falsehood. It's not a Lashon of Lashon Ara or Hasb Shalom, Nibud Peh, inappropriate speech. Abraham Abinu's Lashon was lifted to the Lashon of the Lashon of the Torah. That's the Brit Lashon. Now, based on what we said, Rabotai, the Lashon gives Surah to things. That means Abraham, his speech gives it Surah to the word, a Torah Surah, a Torah vision. That Abraham Abinu looks at the world through the prism of Torah, and therefore the whole world is now, takes on a different form, it takes on a different construct. Instead of uh, 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 the construct that most people have, they talk, you know, uh, superficial things, nonsensical things, and they look at the world from a very, very low place. Abraham Abinu was able to construct the world from a, a Lashon of Torah. The Torah uh, 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 that came out of his mouth not only creates the world and keeps the world in existence, but gives him a viewpoint of what the world is supposed to be. And that's why Rabbi Shapira says, it says that the covenant was made between the ten fingers of his hands because which part of the body physically constructs things? The hands. The hands create things. So what Olam says, just like a physical person constructs with his hands, we construct, meaning we look at the world through the surah of Torah. And therefore, Abraham was kovesh the yetzir of Lashon. Abraham Abinu was making the tikkun of his predecessors, of Dor Noah and Dor Palaga. And the first tikkun Abraham Abinu says is the door of the, of the Palaga, let's say in this case, where he fixed the Lashon. Now it's Lashon Torah. It's not Lashon Medaberet Gedolot. It's not like the Dora Palaga that said, Mi Adon Lanu. Mi Adon Lanu, like it says in our chapter. Ooh, 
Who's our boss? We control our own destiny. Abraham Abinu Shalom says, I look at the world only through the prism of Lashon of Lashon Torah. And what's the second, the second item? The second item is the Avon of Dor Noah. Dor Noah is Gilui Arayot. Shemirat Ainaim. Shemirat Ainaim eventually trickles down to the Brit Milah. And therefore, Abraham Abinu made a surah. He actually made a, a mark on the Eber in order to limit the, the Ta'avot over there. And he made that, that covenant. Uh, that covenant was made ben uh, between the, uh, the feet, his feet. What does that mean between his feet? So explanation that I've said is, what do feet represent in in, uh, in halakha or in mahshaba, uh, I should say, in Jewish thought. Well, hands represent to construct, you know, to create. The legs of a person represent uh, to move him from one place to the other, uh, to extend him, to extend his reach. You know, when a person is born, you are where you are. What allows a person to have reach in other places? His legs. His legs are actually an extension. Allows him to, you know, obviously to, to make his mark in other places. Uh, by the way, always the children of a person in Jewish law, they're always referred to as the children are the legs of the father. What does it mean? How does the father have an extension in this world? Even after the father passes, he, he lives through his children. His, his children are able to be his legs and to carry his legacy to the next generation. Children, grandchildren, etc., those are the legs. They carry his ideology or his beliefs. So therefore, when uh, Abraham Avinu received the inyan of the Brit Milah, so it says, Ben that Brit would not only carry to Abraham Avinu, but that would be Lezar'o. That would be a Brit that his Zera would carry on as well. That's Ben Raglav. And that's why us as Jews, we take a Brit Milan on the eighth day. And what do we say? We're connected to Abraham. It's an extension of Abraham. That's Ben Raglav. God said, this Brit that you're doing and you're accepting upon yourself today is going to have far consequences, not only for you, but for, for the future generations. And therefore, every time that we come to the Inyan of the uh, Brit Milah, uh, the Brit Milah is an Inyan of Connecting ourselves not only to the Brit Hamaor of Abraham Abinu, but we're also connecting ourselves to Brit Talashon because they come together. And here's the secret Brit Talashon, the way we speak, and Brit Milah, those two covenants come together, they come as one. Uh, they come as one. And they're the tikkun of the two sins of Dora Panaga and Dora Mabul. Those are the two covenants that we must accept upon ourselves. Otherwise, we're an Avid. Otherwise, we're slaves. Otherwise, we're slaves. Incidentally, they say that Abraham, the name Abraham numerically equals 248, which corresponds to 248 limbs of the body. Because they say he was in control of 248 limbs. Therefore, he's called Abraham. Abraham is the antithesis of Avid. It's the opposite of Avid. He's Avid Hashem. But it's, it's, it's a total subjugation to the will of Hashem on 248 limbs, not 246. He wasn't missing the eyes and the mouth, the Shem Ba'ayim. Adrabab, when he made that covenant with the Kadosh Baruch Hu, he makes the covenant uh, uh, with Brit HaLashon, that's Torah, and the Brit HaMilah, which is the Enayim, obviously, that affect the Brit Milah, in order to curtail the, the passions of that area. Mamash, the Tikkun of Ham. The Tikkun of Ham is made by uh, uh, by Abraham, and therefore we are the, the children of Abraham, so we're the legs. We come from Abraham, like we saw the Abraham Abin. By the way, the Mekubalim talk about this concept extensively. Uh, I want you to know that. They say that, um, uh, let's go, let's give a couple of them. Uh, what is the numerical value of the word milah? Like, Brit milah, uh, milah, mem yud lam it's a lot of letters there to figure out uh, in the morning in the botai. Uh, mem yud would be 50, and lamid would be 30, that would be 80, and here is 5. So actually, mila, like in Brit, mila is 85. Now, how do you say mouth in Hebrew? Peh. Peh is peh, it was 85. Peh gematria mila. 
which means the mouth and the brit milah. Those are the two tikkunim. Those are the two areas. Furthermore, does anybody know brit milah? Okay, brit milah is the the makom of the brit milah. But does anybody know what else the word milah means in Hebrew? Hazakovaruch milah is a word. Strange, strange that one word like milah would have two divergent uh, interpretations that seemingly are not related to each other. Mila is a word. Mila is a circumcision of the, of, of the, of the foreskin. What, what's the connection? Explanation, oh, of course they're close to each other. <clears throat> because peg, matria, mila, 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 these are all things that are connected. They're connected the same grid. Furthermore, there was a, uh, a sefer that's called Sefer Reshit Chochmah. Uh, very, very important sefer. Uh, God willing, in our shi'urim, we have to get to it. Uh, our good friend, Mr. Stephen Israel, back in New York, uh, bought me a copy of it. Uh, he's trying to promote me to start to teach it. So he felt that if he buys me my own copy, that it'll be, uh, you know, it's on my desk. So therefore, one day I was, oh, you know what? <clears throat> Let's take it out and learn it. And he's right. That we have to do it. It's hardcore stuff. It's not for... Uh, it's not for the faint-hearted. I mean, the, it's not the politically correct either. I mean, she <clears throat> he gives it to you between the eyeballs. He doesn't mince his words. He tells you, he gives you a depiction of Gehinam so clear that, uh, you know, you could have nightmares, God forbid. Anyway, in Sha'ala Kiddushah, I think in Perik Yud Aleph, in Sha'ala Kiddushah, in the Shitochmah, he comes along and he says a big, big Hiddush. It's, it's actually mind-boggling. He says that you see the word ra. Ra. Now we can be evil. Ra. We see that it's used in two different avonot. Uh, one we know is lashonara. You know, the words that come out of a person's mouth. Nesor leshonchan mera. You know, guard your, uh, your, your mouth, guard your tongue. But he says, you see that there's another sin that's also called Ra. You remember by Erve Onan. Erve Onan, uh, they were the ones that were married with Tamar. And the Pasuk says, uh, They behaved in the Ra way. And without saying it, you know, we know how that rap manifests itself. They were involved in defiling the Brit Milah, let's put it that way. And as a result, they were called Ra. So you see, says the Rishit Rahma, Ra is referred to and you also see Ra Ben Hashem. These two Averot are considered Ra. Brita Lashon or Brita Maor. So he goes on to say, a big hadush. That just like, and this you have to hold on to your seats, just like there's an inyan, that one is not allowed to uh, waste his seed, that's, we call that, forgive me, but zera lebatala, of course the zera is supposed to be used to create, to procreate. He says there's also an inyan of diburim lebatala. And one who wastes his words, it's like zera lebatala. There's dibur lebatala and the zel about And he says that's what the hafetz, the pasuk in Tehillim means when it says netzor leshoncha mera, because if a person doesn't guard his tongue, it's mera. It's like he did the other avon. It's like he did the ra. He did the inyan of ra of erbe onan. Netzor leshoncha. The pasuk is saying guard your tongue from what mera from the other ra from the ra of the of the avon ayadua. So therefore. Uh, it's a big, big uh, uh, item here, you say, uh, that a, a person's lashon definitely has an influence on his purity. Person might say, what is another thing? I'm very careful on other things, but I speak whatever I want to speak. No, it, it, that, that has an inyan. That's why, by the way, when we want to make tikkun for these avonot, we make ta'anit dibur. What does ta'anit dibur have to do with it? <laughs> ta'anit dibur. Uh, because that's the sword. The sword of the Brita Maor is the Brita Lashon. They're connected on the same grid. So you need to, you need to fix this in order to fix that. Uh, what does it say uh, in, 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 in Birka Avot? 
וכל המרבה דברים מרבה חטא. When a person is מרבה דברים, he speaks in excess. It brings to sin, brings to that sin. חטא הידוע. So therefore, if a person has a, a you know, a loose, a loose tongue, loose mouth, had the shalom, that's indicative of, 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 of the avonot. The tzaddikim, you see, they, they speak very, very little. As a matter of fact, the pasuk says, but I know it's a tehidim class over here. I'm giving you an introduction over here of concepts, and then we can bring it back to try to explain the theme of chapter 12 in the tehidim. I didn't lose myself yet. Over here, it says in the pasuk, al, uh, uh, al, tahti, uh, no, uh, the pasuk says, uh, that you have to, I remember the last one of the Pasuk now. Protect your language, protect your mouth. Don't let your mouth cause your basar to sin. What are you talking about? The explanation is, Picha and Besarecha. Don't let the picha cause the besarecha to come and be compromised. So therefore they're connected. I once saw in one of the sefarim of the Mekubalim, he says, there's a Gemara in uh, Nidarim. It says, Ba'avon Nidarim Banim Metim. That on account of the sin of Nidarim, what is Ba'avon Nidarim? Uh, vows. You know, people vow make vows that are uh, not uh, appropriate, what happens, God forbid? It can cause banim metim. It can cause children to actually, Hasbe uh, Shalom, perish. And the Sefer of the Kabbalah said, what's one thing I do with the other? Why should a person who's not careful in nidarim cause his children to die? And the explanation is, there's different types of children. There's the actual physical children that are born, and then if a person waste the zera that's considered also banim metim because that also was potential zera that can have become uh, children spiritual or physical and therefore the gemara is basically saying because of sins of speech it can cause this the avon of speech can cause another type of mitah of banim that's why if you know how we go into the high holidays on yom kippur at the time of kanid they were making all the tikkun not only of speech but the tikkun of oto avon if you look at the prayers that we make at that time, all the tikkun is for, for the tikkun of Brit Milah. What is the tikkun of Brit Milah got to do with Kal Nidre? The explanation is because now we're saying all the words and all the things that we spoke inappropriately, that's going to make the tikkun of the Brit Milah. So again, the two Yitzarim. The two Yitzarim. And therefore, how do you make the tikkun of the Yitzarim? We use our mouth to speak Torah. We create a new world look. We create a new form to the world. And what do we do with the Brit Milah? We created children. We make a surah of, 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 of children, of Yehudim. And therefore, instead of uh, uh, looking at the world in lust and desire and putting the world in a very physical way, we take these two uh, Yetzarim and we turn them from Yetzirah to a Yetzir Tov. It's the same Yetzir. It's just that it's a good Yetzir, it's a good construction, it's a good form, or it's a destructive form. And those are the two areas clearly that have the best, uh, the most uh, uh, challenge, whether we be consider ourselves an Ebed like Ham, Vayar Vayaged, or like Avram Abinu. That those two very taught were made in those places. Oh, if that's the case, not a botai, I understand David Amelech Alabashom. David says, this is the chapter that's devoted to the Brit Milah that was given on the seventh day. And then he starts to bemoan the fact. He starts to come along and say that we need salvation. We need salvation in this of the Brit Milah. You know why? He says, because people are abusing their Lashon. They don't have the Brit Lashon. And therefore, Lashon medaberet gedolot. Their 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 mouths speak with gaaba. They speak with with haughtiness. Asher amiru. They say in the shonen ragbir. That's our freedom of speech. If you live in America, that's what they speak about. The shonenu ragbir. We could say sefatenu itanu. The speech belongs to us. 
We can say whatever we want. Mi Adonanu, who is our master? And as a result, the pasuk comes along and says that how do you make that tikkun of, uh, of, 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 of the Brit Milah? Emerot Adonai Amarot Tehorot. The tikkun of the Brit Milah is Emerot Hashem Amarot Tehorot. Speaking of Torah. Amarot Tehorot, the word of God. We have to turn the Lashon Medaberet Gedolot and the Shav Yedaberu and the Siftah Halakot. The tikkun is to make the Brit of Avraham Avinu. Emarot Adonai Amarot Tehorot. Interestingly enough, if anybody ever went to a Brit Milah ceremony, one of the pesukim that we said a brit milah ceremony is sas anuchi al imratecha. I am so happy al imratecha. Imratecha is referring to the brit milah, but imratecha is also referring to, 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 to the Torah. And if you ever went to a brit milah ceremony, what do we tell the child at the brit? Keshem shenichnas la berit kach yichnas la Torah. What's one thing to do with the other? Uh, because if you want the brit to be protected, yichnas la Torah. You have to accept Brit Talashon as well. Without Brit Talashon, this Brit Milah that we did today is not going to have standing. You have to control the, 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 the two Britot of Abraham Abinu. Abinu is two Brits that you're accepting on that day. Brit Talashon. And that's why the chapter uh, over here is committed to Brit Talashon. Because that's, that's, that's part of it. That's Because that's the part that you wouldn't know. He doesn't have to tell you the part you know. Okay, Brimilah, close your eyes, don't look, be careful, don't go to places that are inappropriate. That's the part you know, but it's the part that you wouldn't think that you'd have to be concerned about when it comes to the Brit Milah. That's the Inyan of, uh, uh, of Shemirat HaLashon. But then David HaMelech knew what's going to be at the end of time. At the end of time, Rabotai, the times that we're living in now, Tavshin Pe'alif, these are very, very challenging times for both Yitzarim, I would say the world today is Abadim. We're living amongst all Abadim. All Abadim that are slaves. The speech of man, forget it. Now, go on the internet, the freedom of speech. The words that are spoken, the blasphemy, the malign languages, the, uh, uh, the lies that are spoken out. Everything is fake, they say today. Fake this, fake news. The Lashon is just running rampant. People have no busha what comes out of their mouth today. The, word, the Lashon is un- incredible what, what's going on. And by the way, no coincidence, the most promiscuous generation that we ever lived in. I mean, Dor Noah would be considered uh, like a Me'asha'arim compared to the generation that, that we're living in today over here with the, the, the Piritzut. And the, I mean, there's no, there's no limit, no coincidence. No coincidence that you see Shen ve'ayin, this is our generation. Shen ve'ayin, you see the nyan of these two averot uh, 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 that are coming. And we live in this generation, and our children live in this generation. And our children are influenced clearly in this generation between these two averot. Everybody's careful on the eighth day, brit milah. We have to be careful now on the, uh, uh, that the children shouldn't fall into dora mabul and dora palaga. Dora mabul and dora palaga. And that's the Yan of Shemirat Haberi through the Anaim, and of course Shemirat Haper. That's why we're so strong. It was so strong on the Yanim of Shemirat Lashon. Shemirat Lashon is the Yan of Kedusha. It's the Yan of Kedusha. Kedushat Haper and Kedushat Adam are connected. And that's why David Amelch at the end of the chapter said, Ata Hashem, Tishmerem. Please, God, protect them. Protect them from what? Titzerenu. We protect them. From this generation, that's our generation. From that generation, we're living in a generation, not of Dora Mabul and Dora Palaga. We're living in them together. At least in that generation, Dora Mabul had their own thing and Palaga was separate. Today they converged. So therefore, in the generation where the Sha'im, they're going to be converging all around. Kirum zulut adam, and as a result, kirum, human beings are really elevated, but zulut adam, they're going to bring us to the lowest common denominator. Zulut lashon zol, kirum, they're going to take the ben adam that's kirum zulut, and they're going to bring them down to the slower level. And David Melech prayed, Hashem Hashem save this generation, the generation before Mashiach. After all, David is the Mashiach, and David Melech knows what the world's going to look like at the end. And therefore he says, and therefore the lesson to us is, the lesson to us is two things, Rabotai. We must commit ourselves to Shemirat HaLashon, which means 
Torah, learning Torah, Emrot Adonai Amarot Teorot. Like Rav Chida writes, the Tikkun for Lashonara is learning Torah. That's it. Uh, he has a big piece in Chomat Anach, Ayin Sham, how he talks about, if you want to make your Tikkun on your Lashon, open up the books and start learning. That's the first Brit of Avraham Abinu. And then the Tikkun of the Anayim, the Tikkun of, 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 of the Brit Milah, it starts on the day of the Brit Milah. It doesn't end that day. It starts. That's when we make the initial surah on the, on, on the body. But then we say, We're entering now. That's the brit that he made between his legs. That's the connection that Abraham Abinu's legacy lasts and moves on past Abraham. We have to follow Abraham Abinu. That what? He was Mekadesh, all 248 limbs. And then, Hashem, we understand now the connection. Why? Although Labna Sal Shemunit is the chapter of the Brit Milah, Shemini Atzeret, by the way, we read this because we know that on that day, Shalabu Melech blessed the people that came to the inauguration of the Beit HaMikdash. And it says, on that day, he sent them home. And everyone came home to their, to their homes that day. And their wives were there. Nobody was Nida, miracle. And they all conceived and had baby boys that year. And therefore, you see, Shemini Atzeret was already the day for baby boys. Baruch Hashem, Hashem brought us that Shefa as well on that day. And now we understand what our responsibility is. David says, yes, I'm not talking about Sheminit. That's, that's later on. You have to know the part of the Sheminat HaLashon. You have to know the part that's not apparent to you. That there's something else that's connected to the Berit Milah. There's also a Berit HaPeh. You need to take care of both. Not only the mouth, which is the, the, the Inyan of the Berit Milah, the Arayot. One has to take care of that. As well. so we should be zochet abotai to reach these levels of uh, kedusha uh, and get to the uh, uh, to the ultimate tikkun, tikkun of shen ve'ayin, and then we'll be free. And once we're free, then mezat Hashem will uh, redeem us, like it says, l'shana ba'ab aradi Israel b'nei chorin amen kenyatzu. Amen, Rabbi Mazaltov. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you. It's great to see you. Rabbi, before before I let you go, when when is the course on for sure? Uh, well, the other days, whatever. But oh well, Hola Moed. We just had you know it was Hola Moed. Okay. okay. Uh, Wednesday, the Wednesday shoot is on. I think. Okay. Aside I can't give that anything I, else. Yeah, I I don't think anything else yet because I have to go back to seminary and you know. Very good. Like, Very good. If, if it's on, of course, I'll let you know on Wednesday with the week schedule. Thank you very much. All the best, Rabbi. Yeah.